Welcome to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altruist. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Ben Anchetta is our guest today. He's the president of Inkinen. Since joining Inkinen in 2008, he's brought new energy to the search team. His experience in building and managing high-performance teams in a wide variety of industries has been instrumental in expanding Inkinen's executive search capabilities. Ben, a graduate of Kamehameha Schools, Kapalama, has been recognized both for his leadership as well as his commitment to our community. He was named a Pacific Century Fellow in 2010 an Omidyar Fellow in 2012, and one of Hawaii Business Magazine's 20 for the next 20 in 2013. Ben invests a great deal of time volunteering for community organizations and currently serves on the boards of Hospice Hawaii and KCAA Preschools. Well, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Oh, my pleasure to be here. Thanks, Joe. How are you? I'm great. Great. Um. It's a very interesting time to be dealing with people who are looking for a specific person for their workplace because everybody's looking for people for their workplace. Can you tell us, first of all, how the pandemic affected what you do and how different it is today because of that? Sure. Thanks for having me, first of all. I'm really excited to be talking about this with you. I know there's a lot of conversation going on about uh, this topic right now because the labor market is so tough in Hawaii. Um, I think the pandemic has had, as everyone would guess, a tremendous effect on the labor pool here. Um, I think everyone feels whipsawed by it. You know, when the pandemic first hit, people were sent home. Um, you know, there was quite a bit of unemployment during that period of time. People were on the bench looking for work. Then it kind of snapped back. Tourism came on. People tried to bring in people, everyone back to work. Uh, I think um, lots of people kind of started to reevaluate their lives at that point. And I think it's, it's caused people to think about their careers a little bit differently. And I think it's caused companies to think about labor a little bit differently as well. So I think there's a lot going on in that question. And was it apparent immediately? Because for some businesses, I mean, the, you know, March 12th or 14th mm -hmm. or whenever it was, life just changed for them completely and how they did business. I would imagine for you, it, it was dramatic in that people weren't going back into offices, but at the same time, more of a gradual observation of how the workforce was changing. Yeah, it was dramatic. We, like everyone else, immediately went home during that mid-March stay-at-home order and tried to learn a new way of doing our work. At the same time, you know, many of our searches, which tend to be executive searches, so high level, high salaries, those tended to just dry up. So we actually weren't very busy during that first part of the pandemic. And we spent a lot of time internally thinking about, you know, what we do as a business and how we can better serve our customers on the other side of it, not really knowing where that other side, when that other side would, would come. Yeah. When you're doing an executive search, I think there's probably a lot of people who haven't been sought out or who have not looked for an executive level position, mm -hmm. who don't really know what goes into that, like who, who aren't really aware. And, and perhaps there's people listening who would like to expand their businesses by bringing in, you know, more executive level people. First of all, just tell us how you work. Like when you start looking for people, how does that process happen? Sure. It starts with our customer who is the, the organization. Um, generally, organizations will define a role or have a role that they have to fill because someone departed. Uh, and it has to be a high impact role. 
you know, a high salaried role, someone where they really believe it's going to make an impact on the organization. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't need our help to find it. Um, so usually these are either highly specialized roles or highly qualified people that they need. Um, Hawaii is a very small place, as you know. Um, we're a wonderful little community, um, but we do tend to be pretty insular and there isn't a lot of talent moving into the state. Uh, as you can, as you've probably heard, most talent is frankly moving out uh, in the last few years. Um, and so our clients come to us and say, hey, we really need help filling this high impact role. Will you please help us find candidates? Because um, the challenge is always finding the types of people that can have a high impact on the organization and are willing to work for that. Um, so then we'll sign up that client, um, we'll get the, the job description and have a, a really good conversation with them about not just the type of person that they're looking for, but the type of organization that they are. So cultural attributes and personal attributes that'll work together in finding the right person. Um, then we go out, um, you know, look through our network of, of existing candidates and then also uh, cast lines pretty far and wide, both here in Hawaii and nationwide on uh, to find potential candidates for that role. Then we'll present those people to the uh, to our client um, and then help them through the interview process until they get to the point where they can make an offer and hopefully make a hire. Is that process getting more difficult now? Because as you mentioned earlier, a lot of people have re-evaluated their work life, the ratio of business to home life, the just the, the meaning of their lives, actually. And a lot of people, we have seen people saying, you know, I'm done. I mean, we've seen a lot of people saying, that's it, 20 years, I really need to go and smell the roses. Are you seeing those kind of changes? Uh, we are. And there's, there isn't any one story. You know, people talk about the, the great resignation. Um, there's no single reason that people are reevaluating their lives and what conclusions they're coming to. Um, you know, we've seen a number of different kind of scenarios play out. Some people who, you know, they stuck with their organizations through the pandemic. They may have delayed a retirement and they finally said, okay, now I'm ready to leave the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, others who, um, you know, felt like they, they put a lot of work into that period of time and maybe they didn't feel like the organization reciprocated and they feel like I've got to make a move now. Um, and then others who have just said, hey, listen, um, you know, I, I like this remote work type of scenario. Um, my organization's forcing me back to the office. I can do this for another organization here. Uh, or the most damaging one is for an organization not in Hawaii. And that's we're see, we're hearing a little bit more of that one, which to me is a bit of a troubling trend. Um, I think that you uh, things that you put into practice probably have some impact on smaller businesses who are looking to improve their leadership. And I mean, it's it's such a difficult topic, right? Because we all know that there's you know job applications all over the place, and people, you know, we're hearing stories now. I don't know if you are too, but. You know, I'm hearing stories of people just walking out of restaurants because they know they can walk into another one and, and get a job at a better pay. We're, we're seeing people, you know, at the starting wages of $18 an hour with a $1,000 immediate sign-on bonus for, you know, back of the house. It is becoming something that it, it's so big and, 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 you know, we don't even know where it's going to go that I feel almost awkward kind of pigeonholing things into saying, oh, people are like this right now with work. But a roundabout way to get to my question is, are there things that small businesses can learn from people like you and the way you work in how they look to recruit, how they look to hire? What are some of the things that 
that you see just in your everyday life when you're looking at businesses and observing them that you think, hmm, this business could really use this kind of person? Yeah. So I'll, I'll answer that within a couple different ways. Number one, you know, you might think that we work primarily with large companies and we do. Um, but we also work with quite a few small and medium-sized companies. Oftentimes, those organizations have leadership needs just like a large organization. Maybe it's a retiring founder who's looking for a general manager to come in. Um, that's a pretty typical scenario where we would be brought in to help a smaller business uh, as well. Um, but I think you know the principles of what we do are the same, um, whether it's for a large business or smaller. Uh, it's about getting an understanding of the company's culture, you know, What's great about it? What's not so great about it? What really defines the company um, as it is? Um, why do people stay and why do people leave? And I think that's something that organizations probably don't think enough about. Um, they just look and they say, wow, I've got a turnover problem. I really need to hire people. Mm -hmm. um, it probably bears some investment of time by the owner or the leadership team to define, okay, I've had a bunch of departures. Let's dig into why those departures happened. You know, if we had an exit interview, was it because people were, um, you know, weren't happy with their current manager? Was it because, you know, they got better pay elsewhere? Was it because they followed a family member to the mainland? You know, depending on what those reasons are, I think would, would determine what kind of changes you might want to make in your process of bringing people in. Um, you know, it's always more, it's always more difficult and more expensive to hire new um, I think the first focus for any organization should be on retention, number one, and understanding why people stay, and then focus on a better hiring process. And again, I think you just really sort of illustrated my point perfectly, is that, it, I mean, this is not a perfect world for hiring. I mean, people are leaving f because they just can get more money next door or across the street. There's just, there's never been a time, I think, in the whole job market where people have had such fluidity and and a lack of of what I'm hearing from so many people is just a lack of willingness to, you know, get the job done. But one of the things that you've mentioned several times now is a workplace culture. And it's interesting, Ben, because throughout the series of interviews that we did through 20 and 21, that came up over and over and over again with small businesses is the workplace culture that somehow 2020 forced many businesses to look at themselves. They had the time to do it and identify what was important to them with their employees. And it seems to me that the businesses that have continued to thrive are those ones who've turned inward and said, we do this really well. We don't do this well at all. Uh, I think you're right. Um, you know, we did that as an organization when we had the extra time. You know, we brought in a consultant who was working on a combination of things employee wellness, and then also identifying the key elements of our culture. Uh, I think that made us stronger as a team during a period where it was pretty easy to be more fractured as a team because we weren't together physically. Um, but coming out of it, I think that's made us a much stronger organization. And I'm seeing that with other organizations as well who invested in that, who took the time to identify the hallmarks of their culture. And then now what they're doing is they're turning around and they're communicating it through their employee branding, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the consumer branding and the employee branding. They're linked, but the employer branding piece is what helps you to, to, to attract people to your, to your organization as applicants. Um, and I think the best companies are doing a lot more of that work now. And do you think that will continue? Is that something that we're going to see moving forward? Because there is a sense that employees really want to work with people who know what they're talking about, just like the... 
um, younger uh, consumers are looking for value brands to buy now. There's there's a huge shift in how we think about where we work and what we buy. And you can see it kind of, you know, moving across all all areas as growth, not just as something that happened in 21, 20, and it'll go away again. Do you think it's here to stay? A hundred percent. I think that um, employees now, because there's greater choice in terms of where you can work, uh, and like you said, more fluidity in the labor market, I think they're going to be more selective about the organizations that they work with. You know, they'll be talking to their friends and family members about the reputation of an organization. They're going to be looking at that organization's um, consumer-facing and employee-facing marketing to see if that brand squares with with them in, as individuals. Um, a lot more employees, I think, are more concerned with a company's purpose, a company's values, the way that it deals with um, not just its customers, but its employees and its other stakeholders. Um, so I think that's, yeah, I, I think that's a trend that's going to continue. What was it about this work that attracted you? Because you've worked in all different levels of high-level companies. What is it that you like about doing this? Uh, so the funny thing about uh, how I ended up as Inkinen is um, I was actually approached by the founder, by Kathy. So I was out looking for a business to buy, and, and she and I were, were friends. And, and she came to me and said, Ben, I think you should get into this business because I think you'd be great at it. So her last search was to find her own replacement. Uh-huh. Um, and she and I had interacted quite a bit before um, since returning home in, to Hawaii in 2007. You know, I'd worked at a variety of businesses. Um, a big part of being an executive, I always felt it was my number one job is to hire great people. Um, and so the translation of that over into helping organizations hire was actually pretty smooth. To me, it seems a little bit like... Um that get that card game i don't know what you call it in america but you know you have all the cards upside down and then you turn one over and try and match it and then you put them back again you have the memory game i think we call yeah. it it seems a little bit like that like you've got your network of people and then you've got people looking for jobs and the, and the best of you will be able to go this is exactly perfect for that person is there a little bit of that that comes into it there is um you know people have brought up the kind of the matchmaker analogy mm-hmm. before uh and i would say um you know that that is an at a very high level, what we do, um, our job as um, as search professionals is to number one understand organizations and what they're really looking for and what they're about and what kind of people that they require that would be successful there, and then understanding individuals, um, you know, what makes them tick, what are their motivations, what's their career desire, and then it's not so much a one to one. You know, our job is for our clients to bring them a variety of people that we think could do that job. Um, but yes, it, a lot of it is recalling great people and connecting them with really great organizations. What do you see? The I won't ask you to predict the future because I'm sure you're awesome, but I know you can't do that. <laughs> um, what do you see though about this huge problem that we have of, as you said right at the very beginning, people leaving, the labor force is leaving the islands. We're not home-growing enough people to sustain our local businesses or... If they want to stay, they can't because they can't afford to buy housing. And if anyone's been shopping in Safeway recently, you can barely afford to buy what's in the stores. Where do you see this going? I mean, is there an end? Are there things that we need to start doing and doing more of? Oh, boy. that You ask such a big, complex question about just a really wicked problem because uh, there are so many economic factors that are I think pushing young, talented people away from Hawaii um, or not attracting them back after they've made their way uh, in the world. Um, a lot, you know, 
a big part of our desired candidate pool are people who grew up in Hawaii, went to college on the mainland, worked for a few years, and then are looking to come back. It's getting harder and harder to, to, to bring those people back to Hawaii um, because of the economic factors like higher cost of living. Um, I think another, I was just talking to one of our clients today, and another kind of more, in a way more troubling trend that, that they are seeing is people who are here in Hawaii and because of remote work, they're getting remote work with mainland organizations. So in a way, they're getting the best of both worlds. They get to live in Hawaii and you know make mm -hmm. a mainland wage, which tends to be higher than here. Um, because the, the old attractor was, hey, come home. There's a bit of a, uh, a discount you have to take on your salary, but you get to be here with your family and friends. Uh, and now you know those lines are blurring. Um, so I, I don't think there's a magic wand that you can wave around that. I mean, I think certainly the development of more affordable housing is going to be a, a huge piece of that to bring the cost of living down. Um, I think organizations are going to have to think creatively about uh, how to build their organizations around, you know, talent um, and how to build more creative schemes between cash compensation, benefits and equity that'll be more attractive to people who want to come home. It's just massive, isn't it? It's just a huge question and a hugely worrying thing to watch happen. Oh, we'll end on a bright point. I thought it was lovely recently with the hiring of uh, Tim Chang at the University of Hawaii, because mm. to me, that was one of those kind of full circle things where, you know, t Timmy left and he went and he traveled around and he couldn't be back in Hawaii. And then he comes back which is, you know, his dream job, but brings back a whole ton of local boy coaches as well. So you've got all these families coming back to work around University of Hawaii. So just for me, I just thought that was a kind of bright spot in, yes, it can be done. And if there's a willingness for people to, to pull back, say, come back with me, come on, we can do it. We need a little bit of that as well. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm always really happy when we get to bring home someone who was locally born and raised to come back and take an executive job. We've had a few examples of that recently of people who've taken president and CEO roles, CEO roles here that we worked on, brought people back from the mainland. And we always feel really, really pleased when we get to do something like that. Yes, I can imagine you do. So yeah, thank you for doing that. That was such an interesting conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Ben Anchetta is the president of Inkinen, and he joined us this morning to talk about really a subject that we could talk about for hours and hours. And I know you're all talking about it at the washer coolers as well, as you see people coming and going in your companies. It's just something that we're learning to live with. You have been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altruist. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business.